Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Now. On this Wednesday afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? Uh, All right, so this is a public service announcement for you and me. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Listen, Listen closely. Are you ready? This is for you. This is mostly for you. But a little bit for me too. Dijero Ivero. Ijero Ivero. Dijero Ivero. That's how you say it. Ijero Ivero. <laughs> okay. Ivero. Okay. Just, just Ijero Ivero. When you when you get the hang of it, it's actually kind of cool the way it rolls off the tongue. Ijero Ivero. Ijero Ivero. Right? Like it's a Dijero Ivero. I like it. You know, like like Mitch. Mitch and I did this. You know, you're working from home today. Mitch and I did this, and and the more I said it, the more I enjoyed saying it. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy him being the coach of the Cardinals, if that's what it is. Jero Ivero. You got it. Jero Ivero. You got it. Well, Ivero in Italian is true. That means true. Oh, really? Oh, well, so you say that, and I kind of feel like he should get the gig. Yeah. In Italian, Vero is true. So Avero is, it's true. His last name is, it's true. In Italian? Really? In Italian, his last name is, it's true. If his last name is Avero, that means it's true. A and then Vero. It's true. The E V E R O is that how it's spelled? In yeah, if you just do the if you do V E R O Vero, it's that I means just true. But if you put an E in and in a space wow. and in Vero, it's yeah. it's true. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like that's a sign. I'm feeling like <laughs> I'm feeling like the cosmos yeah. is trying to tell us something here on this one. I don't know. Maybe okay. I'm wrong. Uh, maybe maybe I'm completely mistaken. But once again, for those of you playing along at home with the board game version of the Burns and Gambo Show, Jerry Vero. There we go. Let's weigh in on our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. That is our top story of the day. We've got another name added, Gambo, to the Arizona Cardinals coaching search. Jero Avero. Jero Avero. The defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos, who has been a hot, hot, hot commodity. And according to a report from Tom Palacero yesterday, the Cardinals have put in a request to interview Avero for their open head coaching position. Here we go. Yeah, 42 years old. Um, one of those hot candidates. I mean, their defense ranked eighth overall. So he did a very good job. Obviously, the head coach there got fired in Nathaniel Hackett, but he's had a lot of roles. He was with the Packers, he was with the Tampa Bay Bucks, he was with the 49ers, the Rams. Um, he was under head coach Sean McVay. He was a secondary coach. He was a passing game coordinator. So, you know, he's kind of been around and, and, and had a lot of experience so an interesting name and as we had said yesterday it's I, you know I didn't we didn't expect that it was just going to be you know Vance Joseph and D'Amico Ryans and you know whoever else we were talking about head coaching wise we, we had the feeling that there would probably be some new names out there that the new general manager would want to interview and this is one of them it feels like that's exactly what's happened now in the last 24 hours or so because it was it was Frank Reich kind of last night towards the end of 
of our show, that news came out with about, I don't know, 45 minutes to go on our show or so. So so that name's relatively new. Uh, Ijero Avero today, that name is obviously very new. Today, according to reports, multiple reports, is the Vance Joseph interview day. I, I haven't gotten any kind of indication on social media how that went, how long it lasted, any kind of feedback from it. Nothing's been leaked so far. That might change. Um, I, I saw an interesting suggestion. I can't remember who made it. Said, you know, one, whether Vance Joseph, and this is going to sound kind of cruel, but whether Vance Joseph is going to get the job or not, it's a great way for Monty Austin for to learn everything there is to learn about the Cardinals defense. He gets to interview the defensive coordinator for the head coaching job. He'll get some real insight into the personnel and kind of the inner mechanism of, of the guys on the roster. That's, that's, that's at least one reason to, to talk to Vance Joseph. Sure. You know, the interesting thing about Ajero Averro is that he's, you know, according to Broncos Wire, he's drawn interest from all five teams. The Falcons even requested an interview with him for their defensive coordinator, but the, the Broncos blocked it because it was a lateral move. Um, they can't block head coaching interviews, but they can block lateral move interviews. So he's already interviewed with Denver, the Texans, and the Colts. And then you've got the Panthers and the Cardinals, you know, with interest. So the Broncos have like seven candidates for their head coaching job. He's clearly not the favorite, but he's getting a lot of interviews. So his name is his name's being bandied about quite a bit. A lot of people must feel like he is an up and comer. Yeah, potentially. And and he's I don't know. There's maybe it's just because I don't know as much about him. I mean, there was one part of his of his kind of resume, if you will, that really intrigued me. Prior to I'll read this off of the our story at ArizonaSports.com. Prior to joining Denver, Ivero spent five years with the LA Rams as a safeties coach before winning the Super Bowl as the team's secondary coach and passing game coordinator. I don't know why that just fascinated me that a guy you know, and, and I get it. Football coaches coach football, and you can do offense, you can defense. We've seen guys come up through the ranks, and they've done a little bit of both over their resume. But to think that you were a Super Bowl winning coach while on one hand serving as the secondary coach, and then on the other hand being the passing game coordinator at the same time, I was really intrigued by. I For me, this is just me talking here. I, if, if I'm going to lean one way or another, I'd probably go with a lean towards a guy who has been a head coach previously in the National Football League. And maybe that mistakenly rules out guys like Averro, or maybe that rules out a guy like D'Amico Ryans, and maybe that's a mistake that I'm making. But I sort of feel like after what happened last year with Cliff, I I would just feel better with somebody coming in here who's kind of done it before and has an idea of what they would do differently. So you like Brian Flores? I like Brian Flores. The Frank Reich name intrigues me. Obviously, okay. I love Sean Payton, right? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to get right down to the brass tacks of it all, I, I, I think that's another reason for me to like Brian Flores because I'm kind of leaning towards somebody who's done it before because I, I, I feel like that guy has a better idea of what they're getting into. Just a thought. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. Um, you know, there's been a lot of you know coaches that got their first opportunity that did well, and some some of them need to learn, learn from their mistakes, and we obviously point to Bill Belichick and the fact that he was the Cleveland Browns head coach and that and that failed and then he you know went on to you know tremendous success and won all the Super Bowls and everything so sometimes you know guys make mistakes the first go around the second go around okay I got a better understanding of how I want to do it and some guys just hit the ground running and they're really good so I don't know I mean um, I mean but that's 
that's why you know we always say you got to put your faith in certain guys, and and I think at this point, Monty Austinfort, Austinfort, you, you got to put your faith in him that he's going to hire the right coach. He wants to get this right. I mean, this is a big hire for him. This is the first, you know, first big move he's going to be to, to make is is to hire a head coach before drafts and free agency and everything like that. So uh, I'm sure he's got a good idea of what type of coach he wants. There's the connection to Brian Flores. There's a lot of good candidates out there. But as we know, like we'll look back at all the we'll look back in four years at all the coaching hires this year and some guys are going to do really well and some guys are going to do really poorly and you just don't want to be in that category of the guys that did really poorly yeah it's it's funny uh, uh twitter account that you and i both follow we we both get a lot of enjoyment out of the the arizona sports history twitter account in addition to pointing out today is the anniversary of dan bickley's first ever column at the arizona republic which apparently there's a backstory while you're either you're either to thank or to blame for his radio career i, I don't yes. know if that's if that's share worthy or not on the radio station or if that's best. I, I remember um I think I was the first guy that like had Bickley come in and do fill-ins like you know when oh. uh, you know like when Ash was out or like okay I need a fill-in how about Bickley like I think he'd be pretty good you know getting to know him and talking to him and everything let him do some radio he's a t- t- newspaper guy so I think I'm partly to blame um, if, if you if you want to blame or take the credit if you want to give credit because I do believe I was the first guy that actually had him come in and, and do regular fill-in stuff when uh, when 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 uh, the, the other co-host was out yeah I give you credit or do I give you the blame yeah. Yeah, that's, Boy, that's a, that's a, a great really, question. That's a point. That could be the poll question. Should I get the credit <laughs> or the blame for Dan Bickley? That's a daily poll question. Uh, that's, a, that's a good poll we question. We just roll that out there every day. Should I get see. the credit or the blame for bringing Dan Bickley on? Because I was. I was the guy who was like, always, you know, getting him on the shows. He was co-hosting with me all the time back in the day. I like now, that. that is a poll question. Indeed it is. Indeed yeah. it is. Uh, that that might have to make its way to a Twitter account near you. <laughs> I'd like to see the result of that. Um, but my point, my long-winded point, in addition to posting the anniversary of Bickley's first column today, they also pointed out today is the anniversary of Bruce Arians getting hired by the Arizona Cardinals. And I mean, who knew it at the time? To your point about not really knowing which team got it right until a couple years after they did it. Right. In that moment, I don't know if anybody really felt like the Cardinals nailed it. You know, there was a lot of mystery. There was you know, forever coordinator, but he was coach of the year when he took over for Pagano when he was sick. And and, and so there wasn't quite this feeling like, like oh my gosh, they got the best coach on the market. Everybody kind of wanted Andy Reid. He ended up going to Kansas City. Of course, it just took a year or so for us to realize that Bruce Arians was absolutely the right guy. And, and that's, you know, you kind of going to have to wait to see whether the coach is going to be the right guy or not. So the way we understand it right now, here's what we've got in front of the Cardinals. Uh, Sean Payton interview uh, uh, permission has been granted. There's been nothing out there about a scheduled interview. Absolutely nothing. We don't know when we don't know if we, we just know that permission has been granted vance joseph today frank reich yesterday D'Amico ryan's permission has been requested Igero avero permission has been requested maybe there's more names today maybe something else comes out maybe we get some news about the vance joseph interview and how we did or maybe we find out sean payton's actually scheduled something for now that is absolutely the latest of what we know when it comes to the cardinals and their coaching search yeah, we don't have a time frame but you've got to figure that with a couple of those interviews still not done and it's Wednesday you're probably talking that this goes into the weekend you would expect that this goes into the weekend I would because- be surprised if this got done by the end of this week yes I, yeah. I, I would be surprised if the Cardinals had a new coach by Friday I would be yeah, surprised that's basically that. 48 hours from now and they still have a couple guys that they want to interview now they did also mention that they put in some requests for guys who are still in the playoffs 
Yes, uh, Michael had said that yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, right? right? Yeah. So that that makes you think that, okay, if they really do want to get... Now, maybe somebody blows them away and they decide, okay, we don't need to interview anybody else. This is the guy, and you hire him. But if you if you do decide to go through with the interviews uh, and you want to interview guys that are in the playoffs, then you know this could, this could take a little bit longer. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Phoenix Suns are getting a little bit of a pick-me-up tomorrow. What is it? Or really, rather, who is it? You'll hear next, Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back here on the Burns and Gambo show, John Gambadoro, Dave Burns, hanging out with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Sun's not back at it until tomorrow when they host the Brooklyn Nets. Now, we'll be down there live at the Ainsworth right across the street from Footprint Center tomorrow from 2 until 6. And certainly one of the big topics, one of the big storylines going into tomorrow's game will be the return of Cam Johnson. Like I told you before, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, just it's a blessing to have this as my job. I have the group around me that I do to help me get back to where I need to be. And I can't tell you how excited I am to get back on the court. He's going to be active tomorrow. He's going to play tomorrow, Gambo. I don't know if this is the if this is the start of the next chapter of this season for the Suns, but certainly it feels like a great relief to get one of your main guys back after so many have been gone. Yeah, I mean they they were six and two, and then he went out and they, they he's been out for you know he's been out for thirty six games I think you know he's and the Suns have a losing record right now. They're twenty one and twenty three. Look, I mean it, it's great that they're getting him back. It's probably going to take coming off of a torn meniscus. Is having not played in a while, you know, we've got to see is he is he comfortable pushing off on the knees? Is he comfortable with contact when there's contact? All of that will stuff will play itself out. We'll talk to James Jones about it when we have the Suns GM on at three thirty today. Yep. Uh, but you've got to you, this is the, this is the first step, Bernsey. The first step is to get these guys back and then really evaluate if you've got a team by the trade deadline. If you've got a team that you feel can compete for a championship, you know what kind of moves you can make. Obviously, the Jay Crowder may uh, trade is 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 imminent. I mean, it's coming, but the trade deadline it's going to come it's i can't imagine that trade deadline passes and he's not moved for somebody mm-hmm. but the big question is what do you what else can you do what else should you do should you do nothing and just let it roll should you try to make a trade how do you feel and you know cam johnson's a guy who did not get a contract extension from the phoenix suns he will be a restricted free agent so the suns aren't the only one looking to cam johnson other teams sure. will be looking and trying to determine whether he is worth you know giving a contract offer to and seeing if the suns will match it or do a sign and trade so there's a lot on the line right here but the most important thing is this season right now getting him back and and trying to just you know try, trying trying to win some basketball games because they, they've got a lot of games coming up at home but they've lost a lot of games recently you got to try to figure out who you are and what you are and yeah you're right you don't have a whole lot of time until the trade deadline it's february 9th today is january 18th so so you, you don't I, I i haven't counted the games i'm going to guess it's somewhere between 10 and 12 games between now and the deadline uh for you to kind of evaluate what you've got. Now we've got some news about Devin Booker and Chris Paul too. We'll pass that along in a moment. Here's more Cam Johnson though on how he's approaching what will likely be limited minutes tomorrow. Go out there and have fun. Do what I do. 
Um, I feel really good about my knee, my body, and hope, so I'm just going to let it go and just have fun out there and, and try to contribute to a win. Um, you know, you watch so much, you start picking up little things, what the team's doing, and, and I'm just going to try to bring energy into those minutes. That I yeah, you're right. There, there is very much a long-term conversation to have about Cam Johnson, and in a long-term conversation that includes what happens in the offseason, what happens with an extension, how much of a part of the core is he moving forward, and all of that is a great conversation, Gambo, and it's one we've got to have. I just don't know if right now is the time to have it simply no. because this team's got to figure out what their identity is with that trade deadline staring them in the face in a couple of weeks. That's the most important thing right now. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, get they've got to they've got to get whole. They've got to try to win some basketball games. Got to get back to a team that's you know it's capable of winning six out of seven games, six out of eight games. They're not a team that's constantly losing and losing and losing and below five hundred. Look, right now they're not even in the play-in game. Right, they're out of the playoffs. Right, there's only three teams in the West that have a worse record than them. So, but it's without Chris Paul and it's without Cam Johnson and it's without Devin Booker and they haven't traded. They've just had a, they've been decimated by injuries. So this is the first step getting him back. He'll help normalize things and stabilize things. He's he's a scorer. He could shoot the basketball. You know, that's going to help a lot. I think for these other guys that have been trying to just, you know, hold the fort down until reinforcements come, this is a little bit of a sigh of relief that they've got somebody else they can rely on and count on. So our own Kellen Olsen was at practice today, um, and he tweeted out the following. Chris Paul went full bore in practice through some physical stuff. They will see how he responds. They didn't put any kind of a timetable on his return. As Gambo mentions, we'll have James Jones on at 3.30. We'll ask him more then. Devin Booker, Kellen writes, has done most of what the Suns do, but he's done it without contact. Uh, quote, had a really good day on the floor yesterday, close quote, but as Kellen reports, still has lots of boxes to check. Um, those are the two, obviously, main updates. Jo- Josh Kogi sounds like he broke his nose, courtesy of DeAndre Ayton's elbow, accidentally the other day. Uh, nothing official yet on that in terms of how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out or things like that, but that's something to keep an eye on. Will he wear a mask? I don't know. Um, today on ESPN.com, our friend Bobby Marks put together a kind of a trade deadline primer for each team. And of the Phoenix Suns, on a scale of 1 to 10, he labeled Gambo their willingness to make a trade, the idea that they will make a trade. He labeled it a 10, and he basically said because of the, J- the Jay Crowder situation right. that, that it's just it's a no-brainer at this point. They're going to move him. It's just a question now of what do you get for him. Yeah, I think people are starting to look at that now and come up with more realistic uh, options. Like if you look at what, you know, the trade that he's got with the Bucks, it's a lot more realistic than, you know, kind of what we've seen from other, like I think in the beginning when we started talking about trading Jay Crowder, there was this belief that you were going to get more for him than what you actually are going to get. So he's, I mean, he's got the Suns getting Pat Connaughton. Like, like that's the main player coming back. I mean, he averages eight points a game. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's 30 years old. He's a shooter off the bench. Again, that's a role player. I mean, that's, you know, that's what it is. I mean, it's, so when you, you start to look at, at, at what the Suns are going, you know, what, what they're going to get, this is more in line with what they're going to get. And then he's got him getting another, um, you know, a, a younger player in Jordan Nawara from Louisville, who, you know, again, doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't fill up the stat sheets, has about 
six points a game. He's getting like 16 minutes a game. He comes off the bench. So that's what you're looking at. I mean, and I think that people are starting to understand what we've talked about for so long. The Suns are going to get back a role player for a role player. They're not getting back anybody good. I mean, yeah. all that talk of, hey, can we get Kyle Kuzma for Jay Crowder? No, 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 you can't. Can, can we get, like, you, you, you know all the names that have come up. Can you? And for a while there, that's what a lot of people were going with. We kept saying, look, you're, you're, you're not going to get that type of player back. You're only going to get a role player unless you want to give up multiple first-round draft picks. Right. If you trade Jay Crowder without giving up draft picks, you're only going to get a role player back. So I like what Bobby Marks did here with Pat Connaughton and Jordan Nawara because I think that that's more in line with what people should expect that they would get back for Jay Crowder. Something similar to what Brian Windhorst said this morning on the Bickley and Murata show. ESPN's NBA insider was a guest this morning, and he said, oh, I mean, make no mistake, Jay Crowder is going to get moved. No, he's going to get traded, guys. He's going to get traded. Um, uh, and, and I think even if Ishbia isn't 100% affirmed and approved, I think the Ishbia transition is already kind of starting happen. Um, so it looks like he's going to complete the transaction. And the way that I know this is that Robert Sarver has allowed him to come in and meet with his people. And I think there's more meetings scheduled. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him at a Suns game soon. And that doesn't happen unless they think the transaction is going to close. That's very interesting, right there from that is from yeah Brian yeah that, that is. he's allowed him to come in meet with people on his staff and everything now does he allow him the decision making process you know that's that's a question you have to kind of figure out is does he are you allowed you know can he okay transition uh, transactions and things that they're going to have to do with this deadline approaching right yeah and, and along those lines here's one more Brian Windhorse with all the different directions the Suns could go right they now they can keep Chris Paul they can extend Cam Johnson mm-hmm. and they can be an over the cap team or they can move on from Chris Paul they can move on from Cam Johnson and they can go hunt in with salary cap space now I don't think that's likely but let's just be honest that's a thing so if you're going to trade Jay Crowder you got to consider are we trading him for a guy who's got years on his contract or are we trading him for a guy who we want to have or two players that are, are ending their contracts so that we still have our flexibility that sounds very familiar doesn't it Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds that sounds very very familiar. Yeah, the conversation we had about ten days ago. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, you know, you 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 want to keep the flexibility. We've talked about the Suns and the draft picks and window one and window two, and you know, you want to hold on to those. You know, there, there's not a lot of teams that have all of their draft picks going forward from this day. You know, for the next you know seven years or so, the Suns are one of those teams. So it does put you in a really good position if you go after a superstar at some point to be able to offer the max amount of first-round draft picks. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're all the Suns are also in a good position this year in the offseason, you know, once the season's over, with what and it's going to end up being a lot better draft pick than they've had the last couple of years. They're going to end up with a pretty good draft pick, you know, because so many 45 games are played already, and they're not even a playoff team. So that becomes a little bit more attractive as a trade piece as well. So I do like the fact that, you know, they continue to have all these assets and they haven't traded them away just yet. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Sean Payton is still the name. Cardinals fans are pining. For. So when's he going to interview with the team? Is he going to interview with the team? That's next. Burns and Gambo. The 
Burns and Gambo need to know. Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, so we roll it out every day at 2.30. Then we circle back and check on it at 4.30. We want to get your thoughts, your opinions. The Burns and Gambo Twitter poll is here. Eric has put it together. Eric, what do you got for us today? You can find it at Burns and Gambo. And I actually have a little bit of a challenge for you guys today. It is a standard poll question. And the poll question is, hypothetically, let's rule Sean Payton out. He is not an option. Even though we're not ruling him out. Correct. This is not Hypothetically, this let's rule him out. all hypothetical. All hypothetical. Which of these names linked to the Cardinals would you want to be the next head coach? I'm going to give you the names. I want you to rank them. Top to bottom for me. Okay, here are your options. D'Amico Ryans, Brian Flores, Vance Joseph, Frank Reich, and the man whose name everybody is saying today, Ejero Avero. I think I got that. Ejero Avero. Ejero Avero. Ejero Avero. I didn't. I it's true. It. It's true. What's true? Ejero. He's like the oh, NFL's version of Paul Pierce. He's the truth. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. That's I'm sorry. I already forgot the Italian translation of if he gets the gig and we get him on, we got to ask him about that. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Why don't you go first? D'Amico Ryan's one. Okay. Brian Flores, two. Frank Reich, three. Vance Joseph, four. Ivero, is the truth in there at all? Well, you didn't. There's only four names. There's only was, four options in the poll. I'm asking options. you guys to throw Avero oh, oh, in so there. You, oh, so you're asking because us to throw Avero in there. We can't put five okay. options on the poll. So, so Vance did interview today. Okay, okay, I got you. Um, Flores, one. Ryan's, two. Reich, three. Vance Joseph, four. Okay. So and you do have a rookie head coach over an experienced coach in there from uh, number two and three. I, I do, and that was my toughest one. Was to who who do I have two? Who do I have three? That was that was the one I was looking at it going back and forth on. And honestly, I I know so little about Avero. If I were putting him on this list, I'd probably have Vance ahead of him. I would pro- I would probably just with the experience. Just the Vance Joseph is an experienced head of a head coach, and, I, and I've got some previous institutional knowledge with him. I'd probably put him ahead, even though everybody and their mother says Avero is going to be great. I'd probably put Vance ahead of him, and I'm probably going to get ripped for saying that. What's our audience say on this one? Well, only five point seven percent of our fans are going with Vance Joseph that they would like to be the next head coach, leading the way. Forty four percent going with the first timer D'Amico Ryan's over thirty four point five percent going Brian. Flo- Flores, 15.8% going Frank Reich. So their rankings, Ryans, Flores, Reich, Joseph. Who knows about the truth? That's mine. That was my ranking. That was your ranking. You're yeah. a man of the people. Uh, you are, you, I am. <laughs> yes, you are. Man of the people. You are a man. You're a man of the people. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. The latest on Sean Payton. Here's Ian Rappaport. His second interview this week. Houston Texans were on Monday. Denver Broncos in Los Angeles for multiple hours. Uh, that happened yesterday. Then he's got the Carolina Panthers in New York with owner Dave Tepper later this week. And as of 
right now, that is it for Sean Payton, Mike. And the Arizona Cardinals also have a request in. They've received permission. All of these teams, the teams are willing to meet the Saints asking price, which is a first rounder and likely more. So they are in business and they are ready to do the deal if they, in fact, end up doing the deal. What do we make of the fact that permission has been asked for and received, but there's nothing on the books with Sean Payton? Do we make anything out of that at all? Beyond kind of the the conclusion you and I both reached yesterday with the hiring of Monty Austin Ford, that that might signal the end of the Cardinals' pursuit of Sean Payton. It doesn't for sure. But what does it say to you that no interview's been scheduled with him yet? Anything? I think it it means that Michael Bidwell reached out and asked for permission before they hired Monty Austin Ford. And then when they hired Monty Austin Ford, they turned everything over to him and they're going to let him handle it. If he wants to interview him, he'll interview him. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So I think initially, not knowing who your GM was going to be, you know, you that's one of the biggest names. He's won a Super Bowl. You have to reach out, right? You have to, you know, cast that net wide and far like he talked about. So my my thought was they hmm. they announced the firing of Cliff Kingsbury and the resignation of Steve Kime, and they're going to interview all these GMs, but you've got Sean Payton out there, and you don't want to miss the boat on it. So you, you put in a request to talk to Sean Payton to interview him, but then you know you don't set anything up until you hire your GM, and now it's up to your GM whether he wants to interview him or not. Yeah, it's funny. I, I hadn't really thought of it like this, but you talking kind of like this thought went through my head that maybe per your kind of what your conversation here is, per Michael, before he hired Monty. Yeah, I'd be willing to give up this, that, and what not to get Sean Payton. And then as soon as he hires Austin Fort, Monty's like, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to give up this, that, and whatever. You know, like, and since I'm the one who's going to be giving it up, since I'm the one who's going to be using the assets that will be required to get him. Now, Michael is too, of course, but it just, it might be that Michael was, was, you know, yeah, sure, I'd give those up. We want to have a conversation with him. But Monty Austin Fort comes in and goes, yeah, I don't want to give up my second round draft pick this year. I don't want to give up my first round draft pick next year. I think I can find a guy to be our coach who's going to be just as good as Sean Payton without having to give up these valuable assets that it's going to take to bring him in here, which I, you know, and I'm just being hypothetical here, but I think that kind of fits very much in line with how you felt about Sean Payton. You're you're just, you don't want to give up the assets to go get him. I know you don't. No, but I think, and I think, listen, the other thing too is to check, check the box. If you don't make the contact for Sean Payton, don't call the Saints. What's what's your fan base going to say? You know, what? what's your fan base going to say? You didn't even reach out to Sean Payton? Yeah. The guy's got how many Super Bowl? He's got a Super Bowl. He's got nine playoff wins. He's like, how do you not even, how do you not even talk? So at least you'd cross that box. Hey, we asked for permission. And you can always say, you know, the, the, the compensation, the draft picks were too high. We didn't want to go there. Okay, we can live with that. But to not even interview him at all or to not even ask for permission to interview him might have sent the message to your fan base that, you're cheap or, you know, you don't want to, you, you have to, like if you're Michael, you have to, even if you're not going to hire the guy, you have to at least ask for permission and let that word get out there that the Cardinals have interest. I'll, I'll go one step further. I think if you're going to go so far as to ask for permission, I think you have to interview him. Uh, even if you don't have any intention of hiring, unless, him, I, I, I think unless, you have to hire, I think you have to at least interview him. Unless, unless he doesn't, unless he doesn't get there, unless he takes a job before you can interview him. Yeah. Like, say he takes this Denver job tomorrow. Like, Hey, we were going to interview him, but you know, he took the Denver job. Yeah. And that's where we kind of stand with Sean Payton. You heard the 
Rappaport cut there a second ago. Uh, the Broncos reportedly interviewed him extensively yesterday. Somebody had tweeted out that it was a it was Peter Schrager that it was a long interview. Uh, Schrager was then asked a follow up question about Hey, what about the Cardinals? Have you heard any updates from Arizona? Peter Schrager tweeted back, I haven't heard any Arizona details at all. But according to Schrager, Sean Payton's Broncos interview lasted, quote, several hours, close quote, and then included multiple members of the Broncos ownership group. Next up, he travels to New York. He'll meet with David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. There was one very interesting kind of theory making the rounds today via pro football talk that there's been this belief in the NFL that Sean Payton and Tom Brady want to team up. Tom Brady's free agent. He can go wherever he wants. Really, the only place that makes sense for that team up to happen would either be Houston or Carolina. And I just can't see Tom Brady going to Houston. I could see him going to Carolina for a really? couple of more years. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got good young players. They've got a good running game. They've got a good defense. There's some talent in Carolina. And they've got an owner who wants to spend, spend, spend. Yeah, I don't think it's all that crazy to see him in a Carolina Panthers uniform. And again, the NFC is the easiest oh, place yeah. to to get through the, the quarterbacks. Especially that NFC South, man. It, it, it's Especially just... the NFC South. Look what happened this year. I yeah. mean, look, Tampa Bay was not a good team. That division was terrible. Carolina and Atlanta, like it was a terrible division. Um, they took advantage of that. But it is the best place to be able to get to the playoffs and the best chance that you have. And, you know, the AFC is just such a juggernaut. As you've said a couple times, too, with Houston having the you know, their pick at number two, like it's very likely they're going to end up with a, another really good quarterback in the AFC as well this year. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, speaking of the new Cardinals GM, Monty Austin Fort, there's been one major flaw of the previous Cardinals GM, and it most certainly is highlighted by this next story, and it reinforces why it needs to be addressed by the next GM. And we'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo show. <laughs> Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Gambo working from home today. I'm here in the Auction Community Studios. Saw this link today. I knew it was going to be in your email to me, Gambo. You probably knew it was going to be in my email to you. There was a story on ESPN.com ranking the rookie classes for 2022. <laughs> the team, and I just I clicked on it. And man, sometimes, sometimes Gambo, you know, doing this as long as I have. That sometimes you click a link on a story and you literally know exactly what you're going to get when you click on it, right? Like there's yep. no like no surprises at all, right? So I click on it, and the surprise would have been if the Cardinals draft class had been ranked in the top ten, in the top fifteen. I mean, hell, I, the top twenty. I think I would have been even like somewhat surprised to see that. Uh, no surprises here at all. They were ranked 29th by the writers over at ESPN.com. The only teams that got less production out of their 2022 draft class were the Bengals, the Rams, and the Panthers. That's it. And that's what has to change. Like, that is why Monty Austin Ford, one of the major reasons he's here, is 
to make sure that they hit on draft picks, to not have, you want to get those, those top guys to second contracts. You want to believe that you draft the kid and, you know, he's, he's 24 years old. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to cut him at 27 or 28, that he could play longer than that and, and be a, you know, a, a big part of your, your success. And I always refer to Denny Green and the drafts that he had. I'm still a big believer that three drafts equals a winning team. Three good drafts equals a team that's going to win a lot of football games. And Denny Green proved that. And that's what we really haven't had here in Arizona. We've had the occasional good pick here and there. We've had the good trades. There's been good trades made. Steve Kime was really good at the trades and the Kime time specials. But the draft left a lot to be desired. For the most part, there were a lot of failures in the draft. Yeah. And so now you're bringing in a guy in Monty Austin for it. You know, one of the things you're asking him to do is make sure this doesn't happen. We don't, we don't, next year, we want to be in the upper half. We want to be top 10. We want to have a draft, a draft class. We look at, we say, hey, we've got four or five guys here that we could build around for the next few years. So I think that's one of the main things that Monty Austin Ford is here for. Get that scouting staff. He talked a lot about building the scouting staff, evaluate talent the right way, develop the talent. All of that's important, but you got to draft the right players first. And that's not to say that, look, Trey McBride, he did really come on the second half of the season. That That is definitely a part and a piece I think you can use going forward. Cameron Thomas and MyJ Sanders, when they when they finally got the playing time, they flashed a little bit, right? Keontae Ingram, I felt like for everything we heard about him coming out of the draft and going into training camp, didn't see a whole lot from him. Kristen Mas- Christian Matthew showed some things a little bit at the end of the season. I mean, look, Steve Kime, and of course we say this with, you know, again, kind of hovering over this conversation with all due respect to Steve, who's, you know, with, it, with his health issues that he's dealing with right now, we still wish him the very best in dealing with those. Um, but that th- there were players that he drafted that were good. You know, players that he drafted that, you know, I want to see Zach Allen get a second contract. I'd, I'd like to see Byron Murphy get a second contract. Maybe not as much as Zach, but I'd certainly like to see him get one. There, there are certainly players he drafted that are good, but that elite talent, right? That franchise-changing talent, that Buda Baker-type talent. Man, that's just been so few and far between. There just isn't, it just hasn't been that much of it. And then what you started to see was the trading of the draft picks for established players, which I, I don't mind, but it certainly is much better for you to draft players because that's just cheap labor that you've got for four years, right? That just that just allows you to do so many other things with your roster and not have to reach for guys you shouldn't be reaching for or spend money in free agency you shouldn't be spending it on because you you, you, you missed on a guy in the draft and now you're going to have to f- go out in free agency and find that guy. Yeah, ideally that ideally you want to have uh, an older player that you decide, hey, I don't want to pay this guy anymore and I'm going to move on from him, but I've got a younger player that's going to, rep- re- going to replace him. Um, you know, that's the most important thing, you know, is, is being able to replace those players. You know, if you lose a... I don't know you lose a Chandler Jones that you have a pass rusher that can come in and play at a high level. If you lose a top offensive lineman, you've got a guy that's ready to you know plug and play. You don't have to go search for that guy and spend it in free agency. Now, again, free agency is a good tool. Everybody uses it. You have to use it because it's hard to have replacements for everybody, and, sure. and the budget is and the cap is is tough. But you got to hit on you got to hit on draft picks, and you know, and part of it is having the right plan and building. And and you know, I think a lot of us want to see them really build on the 
offensive line and the defensive line and, you know, be strong protecting the quarterback and be strong at stopping the run and putting pressure on the quarterback. So I think we really want to see a plan come to place here where the Cardinals put a lot of emphasis on on both sides of the ball on those lines. Look, there are going to be a lot of things that are going to happen between now and the NFL draft. It's not until April 27th. So we've got a long ways to go. And that includes a coaching decision. That includes free agency. That includes deciding what guys to resign. That might even include trading a pick if that's what the Cardinals are going to do with the number three pick. But Gambo, I, I don't know. I'm so anxious to see how Monty Austin Fort handles the draft. And I'm so anxious to see how different it is from Steve. And we might not even know the day of or even the day after in terms of the quality of players that he got. But I'll just be really, does he trade the pick? Does he stay there? We're going to talk about a mock draft a little later on in the show that in some ways might be best case scenario for the Cardinals. In some ways it might be worst case scenario for the Cardinals if quarterbacks go one, two in front of them. It leaves them the option of taking the best defensive player if they want, but it might take away the trade option a little bit. How how Monty handled, we're just so accustomed to Steve Kime handling drafts for the last 10 years. Man, I almost want to fast forward to April and just see what, what does he do that's different? How does he handle it? Does he move back like the Patriots every chance they get to accumulate as many picks as they possibly can? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. I would think that if you're a new GM coming in, that, that that's, you know, that could be a you know, because you'll have more chances for a hit. <laughs> if you give yourself four more chances, there's more of a chance you'll get a good player or two. Um, it all depends. I mean, you evaluate these these top players, and if, if those guys are, you know, if you're convinced that these guys are, you know, franchise-altering players, then you might have no choice but to draft that guy. You know, I mean, you don't want to pass on a Lawrence Taylor to get four draft picks. You know what I'm saying? I so yeah. that's the that's the hard part, and that's why it's going to be important for him to, you know, to have the right scouting and the right, you know, development in there to make sure that they they draft the right guy, but also not just because it's easy just to say trade the draft pick, trade the draft oh, pick, sure. number three, and get a whole bunch of other picks, yes. but... It's hard. It, that's just, I didn't mean to cut you off that, but that's just what I was thinking. He's, he's going to have to be very convicted in what he does because there's going to be pressure on him one way or another to do the thing that he's not going to do, right? There's, there's going to be pressure on him to stay at number three and take a potentially franchise-altering player in that spot because there will be some very potentially franchise-altering players at that spot. There will be pressure on him to do exactly what you're saying, trade down and give himself more swings of the bat at finding elite players. Which one he chooses, and whether he made the right choice or not, you know, there's he's gonna he's gonna feel that's gonna be not his first big decision as Cardinals GM, but one of his most long-lasting, impactful decisions as Cardinals GM. And and it's it, either way, no matter what he decides, there's gonna be pressure on him because there's gonna be some in the fan base who are gonna want them to stay put, and there are gonna be some in the fan base who are gonna want them to move, and that's just how it's gonna go. Yeah, and that's why you sit there and you're like, okay, well, you know, you, you look at the Cardinals draft last year, and you look at the Cardinals draft the year before, and the year before that, and I mean, honestly, when's the last time they had a draft where everybody was like raving about the draft, like, oh my god, what a great draft! Like, you know, their drafts have been mediocre to bad for the most part. They've been mediocre to bad. So, you know, you want to consistently have a good draft, and yeah. you know, you, you can't evaluate. It's hard to evaluate it right away, but after a year, you know, you could you get some idea. After two years, you have a much better idea. When we come back, the Phoenix Suns are getting a key reinforcement back tomorrow night against the Nets in Cam Johnson. Just how pivotal is this return going to be? We ask his teammate and fellow twin, Mikkel Bridges, joins us exclusively next on the Burns and Gambo Show.